2: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL,
1: America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. 12th play of the drive. First and goal from the five. Breeze under center, high formation. Takes the handoff. Looks to throw. Wide open. Touchdown. Josh Hill. 273 games, over 76,000 yards, and now 540 touchdowns. Drew Brees, take a bow.
2: He will not be taking a bow and leaving football, though. Drew Brees announcing today that he is coming back for the 2020 season. Matthew Collar, along with Courtney Cronin, here. Welcome into Purple Daily, and let's. Get right on the speculation bus, Courtney. What does it mean now for Teddy Bridgewater and even Taysom Hill that Drew Brees will be returning to the New Orleans Saints?
0: Well, let's start with Teddy Bridgewater because last I checked, uh, outside of the Twitterverse, the depth chart did not have Taysom <laughs> Hill jumping Teddy I Bridgewater. I don't, I went away from week. I don't know where that came and from at all. I believe it came from Mike Florio and PFT, but. Um, you know, it's reckless It's reckless speculation it's season. It's extremely so, reckless
2: to think that someone who's barely thrown any yes. NFL passes...
0: 114 and, or 144 yards and was cumulatively not, throughout his career. He wasn't good was at BYU
2: at quarterback. Yeah. To think that he would be a starting quarterback in the NFL is like trying to convince yourself that Tebow could do it. But anyway... What do we think of the Teddy Bridgewater situation now, especially when your cohort, Jeremy Jeremy Fowler, reported significant interest?
0: Well, I think it's interesting because it speaks to the fact that they don't have a lot of money to spend. Because we don't know what Drew Brees' contract is going to look like for 2020 because he's not currently... You know, they have to figure out that figure, and neither Taysom Hill nor Teddy Bridgewater are currently under contract through the 2020 season and beyond that. So... What I think it means is Teddy's going to go get paid somewhere else. And what Jeremy had reported is that barring retirement, uh, it looked by Drew Brees, it looked like Teddy was going to move on somewhere else. Um, and that figure could be upwards of 30 million a year, which really shows you that five and O record he had when Brees went down with a hand injury and Teddy had to step in from backup to starter really paid off for him and hopefully will result in a very nice payday. But It's interesting because we're talking about the domino effect and what happens with quarterbacks around the league now and and who's going where and is Breeze really the first domino to fall? Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like that because we don't, we still don't know where Phillip Rivers is going. So now that that's one thing that we know, I think we start looking at, okay, where do we project Teddy Bridgewater to go? And from here, how does that affect the rest of the free agent quarterback market?
2: Right. And so, uh, it can be a domino effect with wherever Teddy lands, mm-hmm. then on and on and on. Although I would expect Phillip Rivers would be the first thing to fall. And if he goes to Indianapolis, then who knows after or that? Or Tampa Bay. right? Or Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. then who knows after that? Because that leaves it still a number of teams for Teddy Bridgewater, potentially. But also, if one's off the table, yeah. then the market gets more competitive. So let's go through some of these teams for Teddy. Yeah, The New England Patriots have to be the first one we talk about here, right? Because they should still be, as long as Bill Belichick is their head coach, looking to win even if Tom Brady goes and plays for the Los Angeles Chargers. I would still suspect Brady figures it out with the Patriots and decides Mm -hmm. to stay with them. But you never do know in the NFL. We've seen plenty of quarterbacks at the end of their careers. Brett Favre land with other teams because things got sour or the money didn't add up at some point or the play started to dip. And if you're Teddy Bridgewater and the New England Patriots call you, you have to say yes, right?
0: I would think so. I think that that's a very idealistic fit, assuming this is a scenario that Tom Brady goes somewhere else. Um, a team that, A, doesn't have a backup that could compete for the job, and B, is still within this win-now window, which is why I, my first team, I didn't think you were going to say that. I was going to say the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, that's the most realistic one given... Their quarterback situation. And I feel like that's got to get fixed first, um, just given the quality of talent they have on their roster, the cap space they do have, their situation right now in the AFC West. And, you know, they really are only a couple pieces away from being very competitive. And I think that that's a, not a bad option. Um, just to quell everybody's the notion that, like, oh, the hometown team, et cetera. Teddy's probably not going to Miami. He had the opportunity to do yeah. so last year yep. for a more than a one-year seven north of north of seven million dollar uh, contract that he signed. I do not believe that he wants to go to a team that is in a position where they were tanking last year, right. and they're not going to be good for a couple years. So, I mean, that's why that one does not make a whole ton of sense to me. Um, if you want to look at the other Florida teams, maybe Tampa Bay, but I still feel like that's the Philip Rivers decision before the Teddy Bridge sure. it gets to Teddy Bridgewater and Jacksonville's a mess so so the way i was thinking
2: of this is if i'm Teddy Bridgewater and i know that a bunch of teams are going to be interested let's assume that everyone wants me how am i making my list and that's why i said patriots first because if I'm Teddy Bridgewater and everybody wants me as their quarterback, all the teams with open quarterback situations, I'm their first pick. Let's just say. Maybe I'm not, but even if you're the Colts, I think you should want yep. Teddy over Phillip Rivers. Rivers is dusted, and Teddy Bridgewater is 27 and looked even better last year than he looked at times with the Vikings. He, he looked great. He looked like his last three games, like a guy who had never missed the snap. And if you're watching that film and you're Frank Reich, you're probably liking it more than Rivers, who can't throw down the field at all uh, anymore and was getting sacked a ton and it just wasn't working. For and him you last play year. indoors,
0: which right. that's something that you should factor in here with just, you know, the the limited times that we saw Teddy at TCF outdoors in minnesota and just you know he gets critiqued for his arm strength and things like that i mean it's just something to factor right. in and i think very, his arm is stronger now i do too than uh, it, like we saw last year in those was it is five and oh not six and o, yeah five and five and, o, and o. Yep. um i mean he made himself money because of that and he was in a perfect situation to do it yep um so who's who would be
2: your next choice if you were him behind Unless you disagree with me that New England would be the first pick. I just think if you could play for Bill Belichick, then sure. you go play for Bill Belichick.
0: I just can't get the Brady thought out of my head yet. So I understand where you're coming from there. And sure, if we're going to say that Tom Brady goes to the Chargers, then fine. Teddy Bridgewater, Patriots, number one. Number two, I would still say would be Los Angeles, depending upon that how the rest of the dominoes fall. Indy, probably number three. I mean, they still have a very competitive team mm-hmm. in a very well adept coach and general manager. They're in a great position, great offensive line. Yes.
2: That's why I would actually pick Indy over Los Angeles. The Chargers can never seem to put together a good offensive line and they might even lose their one decent player on the offensive line. Russell Kung is also really old. Uh, Mark Schofield is a guy that is a free agent. The Vikings might look at at some point. Indy is stacked on the offensive mm-hmm. line. They could be good for five years up there. With I mean, Quentin they did Nelson. it right.
0: They did it right two years ago when they drafted Quentin Nelson. Right, and, and Braden Smith, for, yep. who's
2: turned out to be good too.
0: So, if those are your one, two, and three, beyond that, do do I include Tampa Bay in this? Tampa would be next. Okay. Sure,
2: yeah. Because if you're them, they might have the same thought process as in. Well, Teddy could be our quarterback for years. Philip Rivers for a year, mm-hmm. and if you think that they're on a similar plane for whether you could win a Super Bowl with them or not, then you're going to go with the younger guy, even if there's the risk with his knee. Who's after that, though? I think that that's a very clear top, top
0: four, top, top list. five. Probably Cincinnati. Really? I say this, and I tweeted about this earlier, because it is reckless speculation season. That's if extremely there's any, If there's anything I've learned from our good friend Judd Zolgad, it's go all in and make no apologies about it they <laughs> yes. have north of like 50 million in cap space mm-hmm. if i'm them if i'm zach taylor trying to figure out how the heck i can get my team out of this purgatory one win season that they were at last year i would look into a franchising aj green give you know have your what have your top receiving option around for at least another year but beyond that rip up what you're doing from the quarterback position because Andy Dalton clearly is not that guy. He's right. He's got a ceiling, a very short ceiling in my opinion, um, a very low ceiling, and, and try to figure it out from there. So what does that mean? It means you trade Andy Dalton somewhere, maybe it's to Chicago, give yourself the opening, give yourself the freedom and the flexibility and free agency to go after Teddy Bridgewater, and that will alter your plans of what you're going to do in the draft.
2: Okay, is this if Joe Burrow tells you to buzz off, though?
0: I think there's too much smoke right now mm-hmm. because of what's gone on today yeah. and he's never. Because I can
2: follow you with down yes. this path if we assume that Joe Burrow says no yes. and then they have to trade back for multiple picks and even if I mean they could still take two a number one, but if you're not getting your guy, then mm-hmm. you might as well trade back and find another quarterback and stack your team around it. The only thing is he turned down Miami in a similar situation. Now, the Bengals could get better really quick. Their first-round pick from last year didn't even play. Mm -hmm. So Jonah Williams is going to come and play. And they've got a ton of salary cap space to spend. But if you have other teams that are even slightly interested in you, you probably have Cincinnati really low on the list because he didn't want to go through this with Miami. He is going to want to be in a place that can win now. And that division is a bear. I mean, the Ravens are 14-2 last year. The Browns will be better. The Steelers are still a great organization that would be a tough sell. But I do think there's but a conversation. Yeah, and right. they have a lot of yes. it. And
0: if he, I mean, if you aren't making, if you're not in the upper echelon of what you could be making, you don't turn those deals down if, if they are presented to you. I sure. just don't believe that. Um, that goes back to the Eric Bienemy conversation of like, if Colorado comes and says, hey, here's the Brinks truck.
2: Right, a gazillion dollars. You don't turn it. that sure. down. So,
0: but with Teddy, I think that you're in a situation in Cincinnati that they could pay him and they still have decent receiving options. Not great, not it's an, well, if AJ Green yes, is franchise. If he's franchised, he's which, good, which I feel yeah. like that's the way it's gotta go. Boyd
2: is good as yes. well. Eifert was good last year. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon's a great player. Yes. Um so they're okay.
0: So, and then you go and get Chase Young in the draft, because you do need an edge rusher if you're Cincinnati. To me, this goes
2: under the category of bold but defendable. Mm-hmm. Uh Who else is bold but defendable? Chicago to bail on Mitch Trubisky potentially? I don't feel like
0: they're going to bail on him yet. I I feel like they've got to get a bridge quarterback in there, or at least the Andy Dalton scenario that I brought up makes sense. I also don't like that
2: situation for a quarterback. What do you mean? Matt Nagy's offense didn't look so great last year. The playmakers were okay two years ago, but not so good last year. And the offensive line just is not great in Chicago I'm not sure if you're Teddy, you want to go there and play against the Packers defense, the Vikings defense, and a Detroit defense who could improve. Well,
0: I also think you're there waiting for Mitchell to collapse again. And I mean, it does feel inevi- inevitable that, because they don't have a backup on the roster, Chase Daniels is a free agent, so they don't have one currently. Uh, oh, so
2: their best quarterback's a free agent?
0: Ha, yes. Um, <laughs> the quarterback who beat the Vikings in week four. Mm-hmm. Yes, that guy. Played pretty well. Um But no, I mean, like that's why I thought the Dalton thing would make sense, because Bill Lazor was his offensive coordinator in Cincinnati, and is now the offensive coordinator in Chicago. You need something, because eventually, this Trubisky thing, like the rest of us have already figured out, it's not going to work. It's going to fall flat on its face, and when that happens, you can't be looking around trying to find your savior come week three or four of the season. That's why I think having someone like an Andy Dalton, who we know where his ceiling is as a quarterback, Mm -hmm. but might be able to get you in a situation where you can win eight or nine games if the defense can go back to the version of itself where it was really good and kind of picking up the slack for the offense. Yes.
2: So I definitely don't like Chicago for Teddy.
0: As cool as it would be to see him back here in the NFC North and all the narratives that surround that and, and facing the Vikings twice a year, I don't like that for him either.
2: No, I, I don't think it's a great situation, and they've spent a ton of money thinking that they were going to be a Super Bowl contender for a while with Mitch Trubisky. So I'm not even sure that they could pay for Teddy Bridgewater. Well, they, if his have price been, is high. they
0: have been clearing cap space the entire offseason and even dating back to last December because they're clearly anticipating that they're going to have to get somebody in there to pick up the pieces when Mitchell, again, collapses. So,
2: Okay, how about Carolina? Um, Carolina looks like a team that should be rebuilding, but mm-hmm. in the NFC South, anything is possible. Uh, it's a very wide-open division, and... And two years ago, Cam Newton was starting to get it together before he got hurt with uh, Christian McCaffrey. Who's mm-hmm. a huge weapon for you there. They also have DJ Moore as their other wide receiver, who's pretty good. They would have to replace, obviously, uh, Greg Olson. Their offensive line is kind of in shambles. But a fresh type of offensive approach from their new coach, Matt Rule, it's intriguing if they were going to move on from Cam Newton. But it kind of feels
0: like they are. Just given Dave Tepper's comments from Definitely. last week. where Definitely. He's kind of bought into the hubris of uh, the last few years and what's surrounding this team, and that they might just want a clean slate.
2: So if you are... Carolina, and let's say you trade Cam Newton for a second-round pick to whoever, I don't know, Mm -hmm. and your quarterback situation is open, you sort of like Kyle Allen, but he's sort of not that good either, and you decide, we're going to soft play it a little bit. like We're going to bring in a quarterback like Teddy to see if he's our franchise guy, but maybe have a deal like Jimmy Garoppolo's that you could get out of a year or two down the road if it doesn't work out, or his knee implodes, or something like that. And if it does work out, you can rebuild around him and feel like you're solid at the quarterback position. So maybe you set your expectation at going 9-7 and the first year with Teddy, but then you reload with a good draft pick and Mm -hmm. and so forth, whatever you get from Cam. I don't hate that because Breeze will retire eventually. The Falcons are bad, and I don't see them getting better anytime soon. I think 7-9 and is about as good as they're going to keep doing. Tampa Bay is a serious threat, but you can win that division. I think if you have decent quarterback play and they still have some talent on that roster, I don't hate Carolina for Teddy Bridgewater.
0: I don't either. I think that if Norv was still going to be there, that would be oh, a yes. really interesting yeah. I, then I would hate way it. to reunite the two of them, and I would kind of be against that. But it's a fresh approach. I mean, you have a brand new staff. You have Joe Brady, who you know is being touted as the next best thing since sliced bread. Um, so I'm curious to see what he could do for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater if you put him in that system. But beyond that, I think my next option would probably be Oakland. Yeah. Not Oakland. No, Oakland.
2: No, no, no. Not Oakland. They're not in Oakland. Excuse me. Vegas. The Las Vegas yes.
0: Raiders, yeah. formerly known as the Oakland yeah. Raiders. I know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I'm now I regret. Making I'm actually like
0: it. not going to ever call them. The yeah. Las Vegas. I was gonna Raiders. Say, going to say, I'm sorry for doing that. The Oakland Raiders. That's for me. on me.
2: I shouldn't. No, let's not. Let's just call them the Raiders. Well, John Gruden hates Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. That's very clear that he is not a Derek Carr fan because every rumor with quarterbacks eventually comes back to the Raiders. And I don't think those two got along super well. Derek Carr is afraid to throw the football more than four yards down the field. And you can't change that. That just seems like a thing that's always going to happen with Derek Carr.
0: And he's, I mean, he's been gun shy ever since the injury. So if they, so...
2: It, but if they decided to just trade Derek Carr, let's say they trade him to Chicago or something. They trade Derek Carr away, they have no quarterback, and. They're going to chase Brady. There's a report.
0: Yeah, I saw the report. That they're
2: going to chase Brady. I don't know how valid it is, Uh, but I saw the report. Good luck to you uh, there. Maybe he wants to go to Vegas. So they're going to chase Brady. No, 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 they're going to chase Rivers. No, 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 they're going to chase... And all those guys find homes. Mm -hmm. They might be in a situation where they would look at it and say, all right, well, we couldn't get Brady, so Teddy Bridgewater has to be our next guy, and he and John Gruden might hit it off, and that might work for them. They've got money to spend, and they're going to Vegas... Their ownership is going to have cash to spend, unlike when they decided to move on from Khalil Mack. That is way down my list, though. I just have a tough time seeing Vegas, especially in the same division as Patrick Mahomes, and a Denver Broncos team that, in my mind, is going in the right direction if Drew Locke turns out to be even halfway decent. Mm -hmm. Just can't really get me on that to, to buy into the Raiders being a good spot. They would be quite a ways down the list. Is there any other team that you look at for Teddy that would be in the category of, oh, wow, that team is interested in Teddy? I have one that would be sort of quite shocking, I think, if it happened. But.
0: Well, we know Ben Roethlisberger's coming back, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to go ahead and put them out yep. for a couple years. They have
2: no money to spend yeah. because of that either. Um, Can you guess my. I, I've got two. To think. I've got two that would be really stunning Detroit. Um. Okay, Detroit's a good guess if they were able to trade Matt Stafford, but that would totally bomb their situation with the salary cap for now. They've got to do that next year. Next year
0: year in 2021.
2: Two teams I was thinking about that would be stunning, but not outrageously stunning, would be the New York Jets and the Los Angeles Rams. Sam Darnold hasn't been good. Mm -hmm. And if Adam Gay says, it was Sam Darnold's fault for why we are not good, or they just don't believe in him as a long-term starter... And they need to win, or Adam Gase is going to get fired. They might be interested, and they had him before there, and he was traded rather than having him just be released after
0: mm-hmm. they wanted camp, to. Yeah. yeah, after
2: they wanted to give the job to Sam Darnold, even though Teddy played extremely well. But they are familiar with him, and the Rams, the situation with Jared Goff and his cap is horrible.
0: Well, they're regretting that contract. Oh yes. big time. Not yes. only his, but Gurley too. I mean, it, it, the list goes on and on. But yes.
2: And if Sean McVay decided Goff just cannot make up for our losses on the offensive line and he's a limited quarterback, maybe they would try to trade him. That would be under the category of really stunning, but that's the most plausible slash stunning that I can come up with.
0: I like it. I think the Rams, I don't know, I'm not ready to, just with their cap situation, I don't know it entirely offhand, but the uh, the extensions that they have to go ahead and and factor in here. Maybe let's remember, Teddy's a free agent. It's not like they could get him via a trade or something else. I mean, you have a very expensive corner in Jalen Ramsey, and you got to figure out what you're going to do with him and how you're going to pay him. Um, And on top of that, your offensive line was terrible last year. So what are you going to do there in free agency? Do you feel like you can run it back to 2017 where you're playing your entire game out of 11 personnel and basically scheming away from Jared Goff's mistakes? Right. the limitations of his game, sure, but how long is that sustainable? Right.
2: Can that get you back to another Super Probably, Bowl if your supporting yeah. cast isn't as good? I don't
0: know, right. Um but no, I mean, it's I like the Jets one. I think we should discuss, discuss this one a little bit more. I like that.
2: Okay, so let's take a look at Sam Darnold here because I have the Jets have just been so meaningless that like who cares, right? Mm-hmm. So I have not looked deep into Sam Darnold in terms of his statistics and what he's done I'm so pull far. Up their
0: cap, I know they had a ton of money because two, they didn't get Kirk.
2: Two seasons in, his PFF grades are absolutely horrendous. His overall statistics, it's kind of what we thought he would be with a lot of ups and downs. His first two years, and I understand he's very young, but his first two years, he has 36 touchdowns, 28 picks, under 7 yards per attempt, and a quarterback rating of 81.1 for his two years. Last year, was only 84.3. The supporting cast isn't good, but he's also not playing well. He's had a couple of games that were really great. But he's sort of showing Jameis-like tendencies of having these great mm-hmm. games that convince you that he can do it and not really actually being able to do it consistently.
0: Yeah, and I mean, look at their team right now. They've got Le'Veon Bell, who this has got to be his year where he tries to live up to that contract, or he's going to be moved. At some point, mm-hmm. the the bucking of heads between him and Adam Gase will come to a head. Right. Um. If you can go out and get another receiver or two... Don't really have that bad of a unit. I mean, Jameson Crowder is taking up ten million on their cap next year. That's not horrible. Um, and you've got fifty six mil to spend. Like, right. right? That's you know, that's not the worst option for him. So if all I think of this a sudden one's growing on me a little bit because their defense is they were okay last year. Like, yeah, not it great, was really the okay. quarterback play yeah. was
2: horrendous. Even when Darnold came back from having mono, yeah. <laughs> which might be your excuse for him, but the first year he was really bad and then he had a couple of good games at the end and everyone went oh next year next year and next year came and he still wasn't very good if you're the jets and you think that you can win now you have to start hedging do you think that teddy and the idea that there's going to be enough interest to pay him 30 million dollars a year which is a very vague statement by the way like 30 million how right not just 30 million what not like her cousin's 30 million guaranteed 30 million with how much signing bonus? It's very convoluted. So, 30 million. Well, I think it's just because it's
0: early on in the process and we're still waiting on whether Mahomes is going to get a deal, whether Deshaun's going to get a deal, whether what's going to happen with Dak.
2: Do you think that teams are fighting over Teddy or if it's a little bit of noise trying to be created before the combine because he is going to be a free agent and that he could potentially end up being left out of the party here?
0: No. No. You think
2: someone is definitely signing him to a big contract?
0: When you, yes, I mean, and let's not forget just the five games in New Orleans. Like, he was a starter here in Minnesota in the very early part of his career and showed incredible promise of being a superstar. Wasn't there yet, but the trajectory was very much headed that way. So I think that you put all those things together, and we know his knee is fine. Like, New Orleans clearly got good medical advice and information, and they signed him to a very expensive deal for a backup quarterback. Right. Somebody that honestly, if Drew Brees decided today that he's gonna come out and say the opposite and say, It's been great, I'm not gonna reach eighty thousand passing yards, but I've done enough, I'm retiring, then then Teddy Bridgewater is your your next in line. They didn't yes. sign him so to be next in line. I think
2: the Taysom Hill stuff was noise.
0: I think that's Sean Payton trying to be like, All right, Taysom, this is what you we're gonna find out what your real value is here. The whole notion about a first round pick and things like that. Yeah. To me that's him playing checkers, not chess um Or what is it? Che- chess, not checkers. Chess, not checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Three dimensional
2: chess would be sure. the um way to put it.
0: Um, to me, that's him trying to stir that up a little bit because we've seen so very little from Taysom Hill. And for anybody to think that he would, again, Trump Ch- Teddy Bridgewater in the depth chart makes no sense to me. And he's going to be, I mean, he's a restricted free agent this year. So I think that the way that this whole thing is going to work out is Teddy goes somewhere else. They and want someone to soon, give him a
2: first for Taysom Hill, don't they?
0: Well, yeah. Is that but what he's trying to do? I think I so. Think that's what he's trying But I to don't do. actually think he believes that he can get that. I think he's basically yeah. telling Taysom, like, we're going to pay you six mil to stay around. You're not worth what you think you what you right. think you think are. But he'll probably end up being Breeze's backup next year. Yep. Like, those two stay, Teddy goes.
2: Right. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, a couple of things here. You have to participate in the negotiating table. Ooh. Uh is this a
0: new segment?
2: Yeah, it is. Alex Boone has, Sage Rosenfels has and Do we have
0: music for
2: it? Uh we well it's NFL music that we put behind it. Okay. I've got four free agents and you have to pick the two that you would sign to the Vikings and then defend them, and I'll take the other two and try to get uh Jonathan, to agree that they should be signed by the Vikings. Right. He's the independent arbiter. Uh, so we'll do that when we return. Also, Jason Lock on says that everyone at the Combine is going to be talking about Vikings players they could potentially trade for. So let's run through potential trade value for a few guys that we've talked about as cuts. When we return, you'll listen to Purple Daily here on Score North. Hey, Score North listeners. It's Phil Mackey here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is here to give business owners that peace of mind that you need
1: When you've built a company with your blood, your sweat, your tears, maybe not your blood, but whatever, like you built a company and you want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover, if needed, recover
2: smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Federated has a century of experience in helping business owners. You can find out more about the industries Federated protects at their website, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, Federated Insurance, it's their business
1: to protect yours.
3: Score North download time. This download brought to you by the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. We'll get you back to Purple Daily in just a moment. But first, win four tickets to Arnie's Cabinet this year's 3M Open through the Score North mobile app. You can download the app, register the app, and then you can enter to win tickets. Include tournament admission for Thursday, July 23rd, access to a climate controlled hospitality tent near the 18th green, and complimentary food and a full bar. For tickets to this year's 3M Open, visit 3M Open. com over at ScoreNorth.com, Judd Zelgad has a written has his written thoughts on Twins manager Rocco Baldelli's expectations for this season's. Those expectations might have surprised some outside the locker room, or maybe they didn't after a 101 win season last year. And we'll be sure to chat with Derek Wetmore about those expectations at 4:15 on Mackie and Judd with Rami in our 10 days of Twins talk. The best price on everything golf. Is at the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show February 21st through the 23rd at the Minneapolis Convention Center. All advance pay tickets come with 21 green fee passes. Go to Minnesotagolfshow.com to buy tickets. That's been your score and download. Now back to Purple Daily.
0: Wentz backs into the end zone, lets it fly, and it is
1: intercepted. It is intercepted. Yeah, they blow the horn and all that. First time Carson Wentz has been picked off in four games. Mackenzie Alexander came up with the Wentz pass. Please put them out of their misery.
2: Nothing I love more, Jonathan knows this, than sad Homer radio broadcasters. Yeah, that's pretty it's amazing. just the best. Yeah, they play the horn and all that. Yeah, they certainly do, my friend. Please uh, put them out of their misery.
3: Jeez.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, very aggressive, but also it's Philadelphia. So that's like a 3 out of 10 for Philadelphia aggressiveness. Nine out of ten is throwing full beer cans at Vikings fans, which we witnessed in Philly. Um, anyway, yes, Matthew Collar, Courtney Cronin, and their police officers were not very nice to us when we were trying to park. I recall that, was, that as well. That was a cluster. Which is just much, much worse than throwing full beer cans at people and swearing at children. Um, anyway, Purple Daily here. And uh, we have to talk about Jason Lockonfora's report, Courtney, that... Everyone is going to want to talk to the Vikings at the NFL Combine, which you and I will both be in attendance for next week. We'll be on Radio Row. Sage Rosenfels and I, you're going to stop by for uh, many a segment. And uh, what Jason Lockafora of CBS is reporting is that the Vikings will be talking to a lot of teams about trades. Mm -hmm. And he lists Everson Griffin, Linval Joseph, Kyle Rudolph, and Stefan Diggs. So I wanted to go one by one because we have time. Everson Griffin first. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the trade market would be for Everson Griffin if he does not void his contract and become a free agent? And in the break, you and I discovered yeah. this: his contract, he shouldn't void it because he's going to earn a boatload of money if he stays with the current deal that the Vikings have him on.
0: Yeah, and his cap hit. Let's let's go over the whole thing first. Yeah. So it's a twelve point nine million dollar cap hit, and this is a team that you know is already trying to figure out how it's going to crunch these numbers to make it work, and so. He's making thirteen point five million in cash next year. You don't that's want a lot. to avoid that yeah, because, like, think about like where else are you going to get that at, when you turn in a season where you're going to turn thirty two years old? Um, Eight sacks, which is good, not yeah. great. And I mean, he did tail trail off at the end of the mm-hmm. year last year. I mean, he had a really good resurgence early on in the season. Um, I believe this was my poem on Friday. Oh,
2: that's right. Um, I, yeah, thanks for reminding me.
0: It was a good poem, uh, but no, I mean, like they. <laughs> You're in a situation here where I think it's more of a... They're actively shopping him. From my understanding, they are considering any and all talks regarding Everson Griffin and what his value might be on other teams and where he might fit best. Because um, they don't want to pay him at this current number, I can tell you that. Like, it's too expensive. You'd be in a situation where if you're Griffin, you're say, well, I'm not going to take a restructure. I showed you that I still have it. I mean... Eight sacks, if seven is kind of your bar because the void number was six, that's all he needed to get you know, in 2019, and then the 57% playing time, um, and he'd meet both of those, he met both of those marks. So let's say that the bar should be at seven then. If the void is six, the bar should be at seven. He can get you seven sacks. Oh, of course. Like, absolutely. So I think that he's still in a position where he's got the leverage here. Um, And if the Vikings go to him and say, well look at the defense right now, look at what we have, we're we're tight on money, yep. we're going to need you to take a restructure and say thank you very much.
2: Yep. I'm not doing that at I'm I'm not him. doing that right There's now. There's no reason to do he, it
0: Because he, in a way, he did not bet on himself last year. Because he could have gone somewhere else yes. and signed the yep. one-year deal or signed a you know a, yeah. a multiple year deal a very high number be as pass rushers as we know and he, he could was have a done good a Sheldon one.
2: Richardson thing yes last year but if he wanted to
0: if he would have been in a situation where it wasn't the right fit the right defense the right scheme and he didn't get the sack numbers he needed he could have been out of the NFL right now because you know we just know that's what happens when you bet on yourself so he, in a way he played it safe by taking the restructure last year uh, of taking the lower cap hit to you know working right up until the deadline. I remember uh, when we were talking with Rick Spielman during the free agency press conference last year after Griffin restructured. I mean, they got that done at the 11th hour. So now he's in the driver's seat right. to be like, if you don't want to pay me what, what I'm owed uh, on, on this contract, and I don't really want to void it, um, it would be, trade me. Now that trade I've Trade me somewhere at this. else.
2: It would be crazy for him to void this contract. He is going to get 13.4 million just in base salary in 2021 and 14.9 in 2022 and then there are other bonuses that go along with that. And I mean he will That's be a older. Lot of cash. Yes,
0: but he will be older at that point yeah. and the guaranteed money is all gone. Right. And then
2: anybody can cut him at any time. Sure. But that's the contract you're going to get at that age anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not have a contract that gets you a ton of cash, but that puts the Vikings in a situation to either trade him or cut him because they cannot afford to pay a $13.9 million cap hit this year or 14 next year or 15 the year after that. No. They just cannot afford that. So that leaves the door open for the trade. If they were trading Everson Griffin, what are you looking for? So that's, that's kind of what we'll do here with each player. Sure. Like, is it a good idea, and what are you trying to get back?
0: A third-round pick.
2: I think that's reasonable fair you're not getting a first or second no. for someone who is 33 years old
0: 32 this season the
2: thing is uh, he'll turn 33 toward the end of the season as we um, actually
0: no, he was right no i think he turns 32 in december i think that was the whole thing
2: i thought it was 33 he turns in december either way
0: all right yeah he is th- he will be 33, 33 in december 32 right now december 22nd <laughs> Call him up on his birthday. Wish him happy birthday.
2: Yeah, he clarified for someone on Twitter that he is 32 and not 33, but he will. Either way, it's old for an NFL player. Mm -hmm. But as we um, know, with
0: certain pass rushers, you can't just put the blanket statement as like the older they get, the better or the more sustainable it is. I mean...
2: Usually they're great, though. Like, the yeah. only guys who last into their 30s are Julius Peppers.
0: Yes. And, I mean, and Von Miller and, and people like that. Like, that's the trajectory you're looking I, at Right. There. I would and bet Jared on Allen the elite and, guys. And, yes. But look at what happened in that Saints game where they ran that NASCAR package and they put both he and Daniil Hunter on yeah. the inside. I mean, that's what he did early on in his career. Um, I remember when I asked him about it, he told me that that was the first time he would you know play in in on interior pass rushing downs. It wasn't early on in his career. I believe it was rookie year in '09. They had him situationally pass rush mm-hmm. as you know from essentially the defensive tackle spot. So he's still at the height of his athleticism. I don't feel like he, any of that dropped off. It's just the production factor, um, and probably also how teams were scheming to him too. So and, and you have to look at it. Everything is
2: toward the future. Sure. It's, When will this fall off the side of a cliff? And when you see the second half of season's back-to-back years not be as good, you really start to wonder how long it's going to last. I think he's still a good player. Third round, though, seems like it would be hard to get. For whatever reasons. Now, I think that's stupid. If you're another team and someone offers you a third rounder for a legitimate edge rusher who had eight sacks last year and has a great history... Well, what are you going to do with a third-round pick? The Last last year, the Vikings spent it on a running back. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, those don't work out for a current player. If you're a win-now team with cap space, do it. If you're Indy, do it. Give them the third-round pick. But teams tend to hold on to these really tightly. There are a bunch, last year, teams that didn't want to trade for Trey Wayans or Kyle Rudolph because they were hanging on to their draft stuff. So... I, I think if I'm another team, I say, I appreciate that you want to give me a third, but you're also asking me to take on a huge cap hit number for this year, so how about a fourth? Okay. Would you do Everson Griffin to get a fourth back? You kind of have to get something, you or, or get, you just cut him. Like those are the only two options. And if
0: you cut him, it's 13.1 in savings against the cap. He's not. He has no more guaranteed money on his deal, so I understand that. I think you need some compensation. I would do that.
2: I would try as hard as I could. Now, Linval Joseph is another one that's interesting. Can I just
0: say something about Linval? Like, so I was looking. He's, he's I was, the best. Well, yes, but I was also looking up his cap number, um, and I saw something. The Virgin Islands Free Press uh, was reporting. The that, Virgin Islands. Free well, you know, he, you know, price. he's from there, right? Yeah, like, I do. <laughs> but
1: that's that great. That
0: the, that the Vikings are likely to uh, to get to cut him. So I hope that you know, if it does break, that somebody gives hey, the Virgin Islands free press their credit. I've
2: seen less legitimate reports so far this off season. <laughs> I uh, think that I will not name yeah. names, but. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, I mean,
0: his cap hits way too high for where he's is. at right now, and I think that we foreshadowed this even dating back to last year that he could be a cap casualty. Um, so, I think they
2: really like Armin Watts? Don't you get that sense that they yeah. really like Armin Watts?
0: I mean, there's a reason that Do people know who
2: Armin Watts is.
0: Six round pick, Not one of the us. most one of the most progress or um, productive interior pass rushers in the SEC last year, two years ago. Two years ago, college. yeah,
2: he was. Yeah. Uh, all right,
0: didn't play football very long before then. I could tell you more if you'd like to no, know more. I said
2: anyone, not like you. Oh. Um, okay. If you went to Linval Joseph and said, how about we cut this base salary and salary cap number in half?
0: To what? Seven? That's yeah. sort of half.
2: Yeah. Somewhere in he that range.
0: 11.15? Do you think he just says- base salary in 2020. Do
2: you think he just says, forget it, just cut me? Or just trade me?
0: I mean, that's a lot. You're asking a lot there.
2: Who's trading for him, though? This is my thing.
0: Who needs a nose tackle? Not, I mean, not you
2: many people in the league need nose tackles you, you don't at 12 see, million dollar cap hits.
0: Agreed. And you don't really see trades happening for that position. I mean, if he was a 3 technique, sure, but right. we know he cannot play 3 technique. Right. Um Not any not, not anymore. anymore. Yeah. He's 30 something years old. And that's so. the
2: thing is 2017 Linval Joseph is as good as anyone has ever played nose tackle. I mean, he's just completely dominant on the number 1 defense. But now Last two years, there have been injuries that have piled up. There's been surgeries that have happened. And when you're talking about getting to 32, 33, 33 years old, 34 years old with a nose tackle that's got 12 million bucks. I think if you get someone to give you a sixth round pick, but even then, I just don't see anyone taking it. There are a I lot of teams like, with cap space, but not this much cap space.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the most logical thing feels like with Linville, because of what you would get back in return, that cutting it might be the easiest way to go.
2: What's um, Armin Watts' favorite food? See, I knew you didn't know Armin Seafood Watts.
0: Seafood pasta. <laughs> Because who doesn't love seafood pasta? I think the
2: answer is pretty clear here. Yes, it makes sense to cut Linval Joseph, mm-hmm. but no, they're probably not going to be able to find a trade suitor. For Everson Griffin, someone will sure, be, trade you for it because he's an edge rusher. Uh, yeah, that, I mean,
0: that, that's it right
2: there. Kyle Rudolph is an interesting name to come up in this. I did not expect that, that his name would come up because he signed the contract extension. And even though Kirk Cousins did not throw him the ball enough... Even though me and Sam Bradford on this show begged Kirk to throw him the ball more often, uh, he didn't throw him the ball enough. When he did, he was highly successful in doing so. Mm -hmm. If you're Rudolph, I wonder if you'd be okay with it if they traded you. If you went to a team that was going to throw to the tight end more often.
0: I don't know. Remember what happened when he signed that the extension and was like, this is where we're retiring. This is, I mean, they just built the house out in yeah, the uh, western yeah, that's suburbs. True. That's and, true. You know, his ties to the community here. Back when he was telling us in OTAs that a ton of teams are inquiring, which, you know, Kyle, that's tampering, so maybe don't say that. Um, but tampering in the Football League? <laughs> <laughs> this one? Anyway. The national one? I
2: never. Next um, week at the combine, what?
0: Uh, basically, <laughs> they under pref- the tight end position. They've un- they underutilized it as a whole. When you think about just the production of both Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, and you drafted Irv Smith to be Kyle's replacement eventually. Now, right. does that mean that you'd want to use another third round pick or a, a fourth round pick on a tight end? Well. I don't know if this is the year to do it, they personally. They feel good about Conklin, though. They do. And, and, and that's one that seems to have panned out, uh, at least for the role that they want him to play, which is more of a predominantly blocking role. Um, that's fine. But with Kyle being... That being said, had they not had Kyle Rudolph last year, they're in a bad spot. And yep. so I wonder, do, they, do the Vikings kind of feel like they might want to take a step back here and still keep him at where he's at? Because So remember, when he signed the extension uh in June last year. The his base salary goes up from one point seven five to seven point oh two five yep. this year and it's fully guaranteed. So you're in a situation where you're paying him about six million more at thirty years old um and, and expecting that it'd be as much as he gave you last year if not more. And if you're confident in that, you're confident that Gary Kubiak, which we know he likes to utilize tight ends. And, like his tight ends. Um, maybe that's why you keep him. But if you want to trade him, what I'd say you could probably get back for a Kyle Rudolph. Um, looking,
2: I think you're looking at probably a third.
0: Third? Third yeah. seems like just a, such a conservative way to do it. But um, at his age and the value and, and, and the number that you'd be sending to another team, I could see that. That's
2: why. Yeah. It's it's not, is he good or not? We know he's good. It's what you got to pay. Yeah, it's $8.8 million on the cap. It is very expensive for somebody who is of his age. Mm-hmm. And he always makes fun of us for talking about his age. But when you get to a certain mm-hmm. point, even though he's been durable, you start to wonder. And, and also, he's not a downfield threat. He has his limitations as a player. He had a good season last year. Yeah. and.
0: And he can do more than block. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I know that you could read between the lines of some of the frustrations early on, but he showed that he still is a very good red zone threat, despite whether the quarterback wants to throw it to him more there or not. Um, He's a a good mismatch. And I think... Having Irv Smith benefited Kyle a lot because we weren't really sure how that dynamic was going to work out yeah, yep. um, and where the target share was going to go. As a whole, I do feel like they underutilized the position. They could have gotten so much more out of both, yes. but they didn't. So
2: and Kirk has to throw him the ball yeah, a that's, lot that's of times. Yeah, that's on the quarterback. That's there, not on Kyle. There were a number of situations this year, especially that Week 16 game against the Packers. When I watched the film back, I thought, Kirk really does not understand that Kyle Rudolph is open when he's not open. That he can box out guys and you can just throw it his way and he'll make the catch. And even if it's not a perfect throw, he'll make sure it doesn't get intercepted. He probably could have had another 15 catches last year if Kirk would just look at him more often. But he won't. Mm -hmm. We know this about Cousins. If you're not open, he's not throwing you the ball. And this is not a guy who's going to get a ton of separation like Irv Smith might be able to because he's quicker and he's smaller than Rudolph. So I would understand if he wanted to get traded, it's just the value is not super high. And if I'm Gary Kubiak, why, other than just cap desperation, why would I want to take away a player who, when you throw his way, you have 130 quarterback rating?
0: That's a good segue into the next one on your list. Yes, it is. But let me just say one more thing
2: that Irv Smith Looked great last year. Oh yeah. I think he had a great rookie season.
0: No, I think I think that the if you expect him to be involved more in the passing game next year, you're you're spot on about yes. that. because.
2: And when Thielen was out, he yes. stepped in.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Now the digs thing is weird. It's just weird. You like where create... are we at with that?
0: All right. I want to start with one thing because to all the people who have been sending tweets my way of what does this mean? Him and J-Ron Kirst speaking back and forth in millennial language on the Twitter machine. And, you know, what does it mean that he deleted? What does it all mean? Allegedly deleted, which I was actually informed to today because I am old, um, that you can that you archive uh, things oh, on Instagram. Okay. So maybe so he, he didn't, didn't delete. He didn't
2: wash it. He just... We don't know
0: that for a fact. I'm, not, he, I'm just speculating. He just made a
2: scrapbook out of it.
0: Yes, essentially. <laughs> um, what What are the dramatic tweets and all the... Weird They've things existed, though. Yes, that's that's who he is. So I wouldn't think of this as a Jordan Howard situation in Chicago. One day he gets angry and deletes all of his Bears stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's a different situation here. I can tell you this. The Vikings are expecting that he is going to be on the roster next year. He is a part of their plans this offseason as you build around this. Like you said with Kyle Rudolph, Gary Kubiak doesn't want to get rid of a guy yeah, of the it. caliber of Stephon Diggs. Now, does Diggs want to go somewhere? I don't know if he wants to be in the same offense.
2: Yeah, but like, too bad. You signed a contract that keeps you here. Exactly,
0: and you are under contract. But from the Viking side he, of he things... He has no leverage. Yes, but from the Viking side of things, to make this clear, they have no intent and no reason to go yeah. down that path. Why they would never you? have wanted to. Why they would you? I mean, to. if they really wanted to, you could field calls week four when he's having a temper tantrum and, and doesn't told want to they everybody to buzz off. Yes. Yep. So if you wanted to do it then, when you said, hey, let's table this till the offseason... You could have been entertaining it for a while. There is no incentive here for the Minnesota Vikings to get rid of Stephon Diggs.
2: No, none, none, at really. all. Yep, I agree. Moving on. And uh, if, if you're Diggs, what exactly are you going to do about it? Would be if, you can't if I'm the Vikings about it, really? What do you want
0: to forfeit any of the money that you're going to make by holding out or right. throwing a tantrum? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't understand. The, You'd basically have to pull a Carson
2: Palmer where you just said, I will never play for you again. And it's, I don't think it's that serious of a situation no, where I don't. he would say that.
0: I don't either. And I know that he gets the Diva label and, you know, for unjust reasons, yeah, I think, I don't for agree a lot of it. I don't agree <laughs> with it. But um, I can understand his frustrations within oh, yes. the offense last year. Yep. But I will say this this is still going to be the exact same offense that it was last year, whether or not you give Dalvin Cook a a lucrative extension or if you just decide that you're going to still run the ball as frequently as you did last year. So that's a situation where I don't anticipate it getting this huge uptick for for Diggs' targets and and for him to be the focal point of this offense. I don't think that's going to happen in Minnesota. But you sign that contract, and you've got to play out the length of it unless something goes awry and they need to trade you to... If there was some injury, if they needed to do something to be able to move you off the books. Yeah. But for now, he's too valuable. And he's just way too valuable to this team.
2: They're not tanking, no. they brought Dom Capers and. Gary Kubiak onto the staff. Yeah. They're trying to win. Uh, the, these guys were not brought in on a team that thinks it's going to be 5-11 and 11 next year. And I don't see how you can compete if you don't have Stephon Diggs. How you can compete to be a legitimate threat. When you're talking about the top teams always have elite passing games, you're not having an elite passing game if Stefan Diggs is not here next Agreed. year. So there is no reason for them to trade him. I think that this is just... Fire that get, gets created because he did the week four thing. That people don't let that go. Well, and and because, he's not happy. Of
0: course he's not happy. And because we never really resolved yeah. that. I mean, yep. yes, they, they they made apologies. They talked about it. Um, it seemed just from the lip service part of this that it might be resolved. But it doesn't feel resolved because how, how do you make something like that go away? In the right. middle of the season when emotions are at their all-time high yeah. and you're two and two. You say calm down, come back, come to practice, be here, be present, put it all on the table, um, and we'll deal with this in the offseason. So, of course, that's why the conversation's continuing to come up. And like you mentioned, this is combine time. It's pre-free agency. The talks begin next week in Indianapolis. And I know that we were making a joke about tampering, but that's where things start to, you start to see movement. You start to see players maybe get released. And teams trying to create cap space in order to at least Give the perception mm-hmm. when they're going after free agents and teams are talking with agents of these free agents that, hey, we can actually afford to pay you. But like, that's why it's that not happening tampering. right now. They're definitely not tampering. not tampering. Totally legal. Please don't
2: suggest that. No, of course uh, not. Let's It'll be say, legal in a few weeks. Maybe lem- they'll wait till then. Let me try this, though. Yeah, and as soon as the legal tampering thing opens, people have contracts done already. I know, isn't it? really It just shows
0: you that allegedly anybody can be a GM or a cap guy or anything. If that's how easy it is to get contracts done, you say, oh, 30 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
2: I just click on Madden, sign this player, and he's signed. (laughs) Yep, that's Um, it. So let me try, though. Let me try to find a Stefan Diggs trade for you. Let's say that you bumped into Amari Cooper's agent. You just run into it. Whoops, oh, you're in my way. Oh, let's negotiate a deal, but not out loud. Um, So through a series of clicks and whistles and blinks, they decide at the combine that Amari Cooper is interested in signing with the Vikings if they wanted to trade Stefan Diggs. And another team comes in, let's say the Schmleveland Schmrounds, they say, yeah, actually Kevin Stefanski is really interested in trading for... Stephon Diggs. In fact, they'll trade their first-round pick for him to have Landry, Diggs, and Beckham, and they're going to throw every
0: play. I'm going to throw up if that happens.
2: That would be incredible. Because it
0: wouldn't work. I would
2: also ask um, to be transferred to Cleveland Radio to cover that for you. year. I, I, it would uh, never work. It, it would be but... super fun. Um, are you taking that
0: deal, though? No, I'm not. Even
2: if they were going to sign another receiver to fill Diggs' shoes?
0: It doesn't change anything. Like it's not going to change well, what this What gets you a off- first
2: round pick and and you'd have another good receiver.
0: You'd have yeah I mean the only thing would be the additional first round pick which of course I not I'm not you know turning my nose up at draft capital.
2: I think I'm But the I just deal.
0: I don't think anybody from Dallas or Amari Cooper's agent or any you don't of think that you representation? Bumping into
2: them or running them in the restroom? Yeah, like or take, something, yeah. I got just... my tray of food. Oh, right, sorry, right. I ah, saw it. it has got a on contract on it for your client.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would happen. Uh, okay. Well, that, there's no reason. I mean, Amari's in a great situation sure. outside of the contract. That's going to eventually get figured out. Dallas wouldn't have brought him in there had they not been able to pay I him agree. eventually. It's not
1: happening.
2: I agree. I. The only scenario I could see is if they had something worked out on the side with another receiver who would come in here and then they could trade Digs for a first. And that's the only situation I could figure out that would be even remotely worth discussing. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, Alex Boone is going to join the show. And uh, we've got some hot routes, all sorts of hot routes from the XFL to Tua Tug of Iola to Big Ben. Lots going on in hot routes We will discuss when we return with Alex Boone here on Purple Daily.
3: Join Score North's Rami Maklov and Team KSTP at this year's JDRF One Walk to create a world without type 1 diabetes Saturday, February 22nd. Join our team or donate to Team KSTP over at scorenorth.com, keyword
2: JDRF. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL,
1: America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Caller has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Three! Red, red, red! Red poly! Blue poncho!
3: In rapid fire fashion.
2: Gun flex right stack. 394 dragon smoke.
3: It's Hot Rods
2: on Purple Daily. 980! 397! Back to Purple Daily. We're doing this every day in the off-season. Hot routes, although at uh, different times, we welcome in Alex Boone to the show. What is up, Alex? Dude, the
1: hotness of the routes. That's what's up. The
2: routes are so blazing hot today. Courtney Cronin's still here as well. Courtney! Uh, Let's let's get right into it. Let's do it. Um, So then we can get back into... Teddy and trade talk with you, Alex, because we got to get where you think Teddy should go. Now that Drew Brees is officially back in New Orleans, and uh, also Jason LaConfora reported that a lot of interest in uh, the Vikings potentially trading some players. So we'll get to that later. Mm. But we've got important pressing questions based on headlines. So fire up the NFL Films Music, Jonathan, and let's go. Uh, XFL quarterback play is where we're going to start here yes. Not super hot this week Outside of Cardale Jones and P.J. Walker Who are both very fun to watch play in the XFL But ratings dipped here locally And, uh, you know, it's doing okay But it's going to be hard to sustain It's always if,
0: hard week two After yeah, such an, yep. an incredible yeah. yep. season opener
2: It's going to be hard to sustain If the quarterbacks aren't fun to watch Even if they play okay You need them to be fun Here's what I want you guys to do Give me some quarterbacks who you'd love to see in the XFL, whether it's old guys or it's current players who do not get to play, or players who maybe play another position but used to be quarterbacks. Let's start it off. Courtney, who would you love to see play quarterback in the XFL? Of
0: course I'd like to see Colin Kaepernick somewhere playing currently, but... I remember last year wasn't there a big deal with the AAF of like he wanted an no. exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, same thing to play. with the XFL. And is so it? that's he wanted the not money realistic. he deserves
2: if he wasn't blackballed. Pretty
0: much. I would like to see Rex Grossman mm. play Rex Grossman. in the XFL. Mm-hmm. What is Rex doing these days? I have you absolutely think? no idea. I bet he's growing a neck beard because that's what he's very I good at.
2: Why would you want to see Rex Grossman at age a lot? Playing in the XFL.
0: (laughs) Because you think about the quarterbacks that you have currently in the league, and I wonder, Rex Grossman, let me see how old he is.
2: It's got to be, I'm going to guess, 40 something? 39. 38? 38.
0: He is 39. 39. 39. Nailed
2: it. Me and Rex are close.
0: I really liked his career in Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. And kind of where that ended, I would like to see that pick up in the XFL for the DC Renegades.
2: Okay. You even assigned him a team. I did. That's great. They're the
0: best team right now.
1: You're the only person that knew that. Thanks. That's Cardell's team. He can't play for them.
2: Uh, Alex, who do you want to see in the XFL?
1: Dude, I'm pulling a name out from the past. And this was a guy that I used to watch in high school because they were always on late at night. So, like, after the party was over and you were still kind of hammered, you'd be watching football. (laughs) It was like. The Hawaii team, a guy named Timmy Chang. Remember Timmy Chang?
0: Yes. he. Wow. I, he when the run, on those run and yes. shoot teams with Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii yes, quarterbacks yes, are the yes, best.
1: Yes. Dude, I used to love watching him play. It was incredible. We see where
0: he is right now. What did
1: he throw? Like 20,000 yards in college? Like, he was incredible and then flamed out within a year in the NFL. And, but I mean,
2: same thing with Colt Brennan where he threw for all those yards. Yeah, That's and, right. right. It didn't work out for him either.
0: He is no. currently the tight ends coach at Nevada.
1: Good for him. Um,
0: Let's go at thirty-eight years old. I want to see him
1: play right now. I bet you he could do it. I go. guarantee you. He Let's could go, do Timmy. It. Dude, you know who's another dude I want to see play? Nick Mullins from the void. Yeah. Night. Remember the dude yeah, yeah, yeah. that like 400 yards a game in the NFL? I want to see what he does in the NFL, but one more dude, and this, I might get a little slack for this, but I really want to see if Taysom Hill can really play a game at quarterback. Like, I'm yeah. really curious. It'd be a nice
0: little audition for a starter's job, it, right? It
1: would, and especially because I popped on before and I heard you guys talking about Teddy and obviously Drew's coming back and it's big talk right now, but, is Taysom really ready to roll at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints like dude I would want to see you in an XFL game first yeah
2: I I don't think so if you're not a good quarterback at BYU and when your quarterback gets hurt you turn over to Teddy and not Taysom Hill it's pretty hard to convince me that he can be a real starter but you know I mean, we'll he, is, he is an athletic specimen who's got a lot of years of practicing. Uh, Jonathan, who do you want to see as your XFL quarterback? I want to go with a guy who's
3: clearly not getting a shot in the NFL through two teams so far. Give me Josh Rosen in the XFL. Okay. Oh, see how all right. I can do it.
2: Oh, Prove it. Prove it, yeah. Josh Rosen. That's a, that's a good answer. Uh, I've got a couple. Sean Hill, for one.
1: Thank you. I just you, want I Sean Hill. To. I want Sean Hill to be
2: smoking cigarettes on the sideline, <laughs> coming and throw dimes,
1: throw darts. He a, he's just
2: in the he's in the really far back shotgun, and he just takes snaps. Doesn't even move. Just flicks it. Yes. He just throws Don't. for 400 yards a game without running. It would be amazing. I, uh, I also have Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed Sanu has a crazy record of throwing deep dimes as a wide receiver and it was something you always need to pay attention to when he was with Cincinnati or Atlanta, that they might just have him launch the ball down the field because he's a really accurate passer. I would love to see Mohamed Sanu get to play a couple of games at quarterback in the XFL to see if it was just sort of a freak show thing that he could do or if he actually could have been a real quarterback. That'd be fair. How old is Seneca
1: Wallace? (laughs) Oh, dude, he's old. I played with Seneca. He is old.
2: Yeah, he's probably too old for this, but Seneca Wallace on
1: Madden. Dude, I was oh, going to say physical. You
3: guys,
2: Are that, I, that old can do it. Yeah, that old. Seneca Wallace on Madden was amazing. You just go get Seneca Wallace and you throw mm-hmm. him in there, and he would have 90 speed, and you could do anything with him. I will also say this: I don't know the names of these people, but give me a triple option quarterback from Navy or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jarek McKinnon was a triple option
2: quarterback. Okay, Jarek McKinnon. He's got to go. make a comeback. Let's have him play quarterback I'd love to in see the that. XFL. Uh, next question here on Hot Routes. Nick Saban said he sees some of Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees in Tua tug of Iola. Just your average quarterbacks. You? Uh, I, I want you guys to build me the perfect quarterback. So give the brains of this quarterback, the arm of that one, the heart of this guy and the legs of someone. Build me the perfect quarterback, Courtney.
0: The brains of Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Smart! Don't no, don't okay, you laugh I'm at me. I'm not saying you're wrong. The <laughs> brains sure of. Ruffy, you laughed! I, you <laughs> I never laugh. saw
2: that coming. That's why. The brains
0: laugh. of Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Harvard. Arm.
2: Did you know he went to Harvard? No broadcast has ever don't? mentioned that he's gone to Harvard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the arm of Aaron Rodgers. Not Aaron Washed Rodgers, in your opinion, but okay, the arm of Aaron Rodgers. The heart washed. of Case Keenum.
2: Love it. Mm,
0: and good. the legs of Russell Wilson.
2: That's fantastic that is the greatest really, quarterback that's a specimen really well done thank
1: you wow. really well done alex i can't believe we differed so much on this but I, I would say the brains of tom obviously the arm of pat the heart of ryan fitzpatrick okay that I dude's love that. tough I that, love that dude is tough he is like, I, he's taking some hits it's still like kind of laughed about it and his beard and everything People like, would get mad
2: at him in buffalo for not sliding
1: dude he, he would is. never slide but that's another guy, like Josh Allen is another dude. That dude's got a lot of heart. Now, he doesn't make the best decisions, but he's <laughs> when it comes to putting out there, he is all about himself, and I'm cool with that. Legs, I'm gonna, I wasn't going to say Russ, but I'm going to say Kyler Murray. I think that he's oh, elusive like that. and slippery, and you know, everyone's saying Lamar, and that's too easy, and Russ, you said Russ, so I'm going to say Kyler. I like the way he kind of gets out of trouble.
3: Jonathan? I'm going the brains of Peyton Manning, the arm of Brett Favre, the heart of Teddy Bridgewater oh, he historic. On he this sure one. did. Okay. The heart of Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm going with the legs of Lamar Jackson. Cause one, I'm taking the easier route 2 I'm taking a running back's legs. <laughs> oh, good one. Good one. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, did. I did
2: not go historic on this one either. Like you guys didn't, I want to go with the brains of Tom Brady. Like Alex said, I mean, you just can't out that man. Uh, and I wasn't thinking about just test scores, Courtney. I was thinking about actual football smart. He is smart. Are we in the live stream for that one just to see the face that she made of rage as soon as it's I not, said that? it's
0: not rage. It's not rage. <laughs> <It's not Rachel. laughs> accurate.
2: Um, I'm going to say give me the arm of Andrew Luck and also bring him back and make him play football again. That would be nice. Uh, the heart, I also went Teddy Bridgewater, the heart of Teddy Bridgewater to come back from the knee injury. I mean, come on. And I'll go the legs of Josh Allen that jumped over Anthony Barr. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hard to deny someone who is that size and can leap that much. Um, yeah. If I try to reach something in a high shelf and jump up a little, it hurts everywhere. So that's my build the quarterback. Hey,
1: question. Yeah. Since we're, since we're on the Teddy subject, am I the only one pissed off that he wasn't in the comeback player mention? Thingy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, comeback I mean, I player is have, such a we, weird thing. We overlooked thing. that. I mean. Everybody overlooked it, and I'm wondering why. How like, is how,
2: comeback player you were bad last year? <laughs> you
1: are bad for three years, and now you're good for half a <laughs> right. year? Like, you deserve right. this great trophy that everyone has really worked hard for. Like... Teddy, how about Drew could have won it for coming back in the same season? Like there's yeah, so many I mean,
2: people. We gave it to Ryan Tannehill.
1: Right? I, I thought it meant okay. like
2: you had leukemia and then yeah. you came back and played. But why
0: it, because of the Eric Berry winning the trophy? Yeah, right. Yes, yeah, I thought it was that's,
2: like that's what injury you think of. right yeah. or or injury right horrific. If Alex Smith comes back this year sure. and plays oh, well, like come back playing for year. sure. Not just you here. stunk because of Adam Gase. Right. <laughs> that's not uh, next question here. Mike Tomlin says that Big Ben will be ready to go week one. Uh, are we looking at the Steelers as a contender if Big Ben plays the whole season last year after they went eight and eight with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph? Alex, you want to go first on this one?
1: Yeah, I, I, my answer is going to be no. I don't think so. I mean, I get that they went eight and eight, and that's great that their defense carried them a lot, but teams are getting better. He's obviously getting older. He's coming back from injury. There's so many question marks on this team, especially offensively. Like offensive line, you're starting to get old up there. Now you've got to have some more problems. Guys are hitting free agency. You have no tight ends, really. Your wide receiving core is juju, and that's about it. And then your running back game was not what it used to be. So I think that one guy coming back, yeah, it can make an impact, but I don't see them being like, oh, my God, what ha- Ben Roethlisberger, was that important? Like no one's really going to say that, I don't think. Not anymore, I no, think. No. Uh, Courtney. Do Vance you, you McDonald would
0: like a word with Alex? I played with saying this. that I didn't mean
1: it like that. I love that. kidding. He's great.
0: Um, they, I mean, I think there's just too many holes. I think that I'll take the defensive side. I was looking oh, yeah. up their cap numbers for at the defensive end. It's Stephon Tuit and, and Cameron Hayward. I mean, they take up huge numbers. Yeah. So I don't really know how much you can improve upon this team that has like less than ten million in cap space, unless you start dumping contracts. Um, I think he's still going to be a very good quarterback at his age, even coming off the surgery. But I'm skeptical in that division too that you're going to beat the Ravens twice a year and if if the Browns are ever gonna amount to anything, maybe this is the year with a new coach and and new offense and you know, finally being able to take that step to be competitive in the AFC North. So I will say no.
3: I'm saying no. There's you guys have mentioned it already. He there's just not enough on that offense to carry for him to carry that team, he's too old at this point, thirty-seven. I don't think he's really that good without the good receivers that he's had in the past. And there's just there's enough there's not a whole lot on offense there for him to be able
2: to carry that team. And they don't have a first-round pick because they spent it on Minka Fitzpatrick, who is great.
1: Oh, he's great.
0: Who apparently wants to move around more, which is exactly what he didn't want to do in Miami. Yeah. Remember well, when he said that Super Bowl? Just didn't want to be in well, that's Miami. because things
1: are going so well. Yeah. yeah. As soon as things are well, he's like, wait a minute, maybe I do want to play all these positions. <laughs> They're like, listen, dude, we were good because you were stuck in one. But
2: I- I'm going to say that they are a contender, but not a Super Bowl contender. A contender for their division, a contender to go 10-6 and 6 or 11-5. and 5. Just because they have one of the best coaches in football, and if you can get eight and eight out of two horrific quarterbacks who probably belong in the XFL, then if Ben Roethlisberger is even decent, if even he's sixty percent of what he once was, I think you can hang around in this thing.
1: Time out. That's Time what I say before we move on. Let's not forget, AB's gone. Le'Veon Bell's it's gone. True. It's true. All, you, you're like keep thinking like this team's going to be great, dude. This talk about a fall from Grace. This team fell from Grace. Like, they don't know what happened to him, but they went way down real quick. And didn't Ben, like, mess up his tricep of his throwing arm? Yeah. Yeah. It there. was a throwing arm injury. Yep.
0: Nah. Eh, eh. That's, well, the surgery is coming off of his elbow, is it not? Yeah. El- okay. Elbow? Yeah, elbow.
2: So I'm giving them a lot of credit for just being the Steelers. There but until the Browns prove they're not the Browns, so I'm going to think they're the Browns. Sorry, Alex. Love it. Um, Reports are that Cam Newton will pass a physical in March, and then it seems like Carolina's going to trade him because no one in Carolina will say we're not going to trade him, which means they're going to trade him. Right. I want you guys to give me the place that Cam Newton could go that would be super fun. Chicago. How oh, is Chicago I, fun?
0: Because it's Chicago's fun for me. Miserable. Because it's the NFC <laughs> North. Rex Grossman's think, the
2: best quarterback from Chicago in the last like two decades. I easily. think this is a
0: great <laughs> situation for Cam Newton because we all... I think everybody in the room, and those who are not in the room, Alex, believe that Mitchell Trubisky is not going to get any better nope, this nope, year. Nope. Um, and you're going to need somebody to pick up the pieces there. And Cam wants to go somewhere, I would assume, so he can be a starter because that's where he left oh, yeah, off. He got of injured in a preseason game. Had he not been playing, we wouldn't be talking about this. But he's got Allen Allen Robinson. Trey Burton, Taylor Gabriel. I mean, none of, none of those names. When you say that, makes
2: me go, Tariq "Wow!" Cohen. Oh my God,
0: what? Tariq Cohen is not Christian McCaffrey, but he can get involved in the passing game. David Montgomery, we saw like bits and pieces These are of definitely him last players year. Players on the team. Um, I'm trying to come up with a. I'm trying to come up with something that would be exciting to me, and in the NFC North, that's a nice shakeup for the division. So I'm going Chicago. I think it's fun. Like, I don't maybe, – maybe I just have a different definition of fun than you do. <laughs> wow.
1: Oh,
2: well, sure. someone else talk.
1: All right. <laughs> I got two of them, and one of them was mine, and another one I was reading about the other day. But the first one would be I'd like to see him in Tennessee. I think oh, that would be yeah. great. Him and uh, Henry in the backfield, my God. Dude. And they're all about the play action. there. They love it. I mean, that's really what they are, and Cam is truly a great play action quarterback. But here was one I was reading about the other day. How about Cincinnati. And Cincinnati mm. trades their first-round pick to the Panthers.
2: Because Cameron Burrow Church. tells him to go screw off. Exactly. <laughs> yes. We discussed Dude. this a little earlier for Teddy,
1: but... Did you? Yeah. Well, I thought it I mean, could a a don't be... I don't want Teddy be... to go there. It's a fascinating, fascinating
2: to situation nah, to nah, talk nah, nah. about, though. What they do if Burrow says, no, 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 no. Wow, it sounds like
1: in. he might be. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds that way. Big has not said no officially. That's a, that's a good
2: pick. Cincinnati's a good pick. Jonathan? I'm
3: going the Chargers because they need a quarterback. They need someone to basically bring any kind of fans into that stadium, going into the new stadium. Mm. They're not not—they're not selling season tickets there. I think Cam could be the guy to sell season tickets there. There's a starting role open there. It'd easily be his best receiving options that he's ever had with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry,
2: and Virgil Green there. Plus, his dress wear would fit in yeah. in Hollywood. It'd be it perfect. It uh, oh, yeah, um, could fit
0: in Chicago, too. Yeah, You could Very definitely walk down
2: city. the street and see people dressed like Cam Newton in Hollywood, but not so much in North Carolina. Uh, I'm going to go. So, this is way off the board, but not totally impossible. If the 49ers decided that Jimmy G just isn't the guy and they decided, you know what, we need a more dynamic quarterback, we're trading Jimmy G for Cam. That'd be incredible. That would be amazing. It would. All the weapons, Kyle Shanahan designing the offense, Cam running all over people, doing probably, you know, reverses and whatever else. I mean, that would be super fun. That's the most fun I could come up with. Um, not realistic, though. I like Los Angeles for realistic. All right, la- last one, and then we could talk a little bit about Teddy here. Uh, Bama's Henry Ruggs is the favorite to run the fastest 40 at the Combine next week. How fast would you run the 40 if you did it today? Go ahead, guys.
0: I'd be over 5. I'd probably say, like, 5'5". Five, 5'5 five.
2: Five, five is still pretty fast. That's cooking.
1: That's cooking.
0: Do you want me to go 6 flat? That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm realistic about my speed. I ran a mile, just so you guys know, my benchmark mile at Orange Theory about two or three weeks ago now. Um, I ran it in eight minutes and five seconds. That's good. That's I fast mean, for
2: me. Yeah, that's pretty quick. So I don't, know, I don't that, know if that gets you to five. five I
0: don't know, but I mean, I'd like to say that at least under six. Okay. Alex, what did you run? By the at way, the talk-
1: you're talking about two totally different things. You I know, I know, I know. long, I know. Sprint, like I know. A long marathon. I'm of proud of myself.
0: Sprint. Let me both. That's,
1: no, I love the eight minutes. That's incredible. I was actually really surprised when you said eight minutes. I was like, that's actually really good. I-, I ran it at like five one. I bet you I could run a sub five now. Okay. Oh, you're faster now. Yeah. Well, right, you would weigh less. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. People who, people who haven't seen you don't know that you are I'm going slender. back up.
1: I'm going back up a little bit. Are you? Yeah, I have to. It's okay. Way too, way too slender.
2: Jonathan, who does not have that problem?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness. It's You've like Aubrey, Aubrey Huff wow. radio right Thanks. now.
1: <laughs> Jonathan, this goes back to that thing we were talking about. <laughs> it really does. Uh, I don't know. Probably
3: six flat. I haven't run in a while, so probably six flat. Jonathan did used to play football.
1: Yeah.
2: That was about 50 pounds ago, though. I, I would have said myself probably in the fives. In the, and, and no I way. think that's being I think no it's way. being generous, but I am pretty quick. Like I stay in shape and I run and I play, you know, intramural basketball and stuff. I would hope to get under six, but I also don't think that I'm anywhere close to what actual NFL players can run. So I'm if you ran a up. five one, even the big men are in way better yeah. shape than me.
0: Darren Rovell runs it every year, right? Isn't that his thing? Yeah, but or he can't r-
2: run. It's like, very, Oh, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen yeah. does it, too.
0: But um, I'm, I'm trying to find the time that Darren Rovell ran it in. It's very, very awkward.
2: Rich, oh, Eisen was, Rich Eisen was in the sixes, I think.
0: Okay, We've
2: got that long hallway over there. We could just do it and we see. We should do
1: it. We should.
2: At, at some time around the combine, we'll do it. We before the draft. All right, uh, let's talk about Teddy for a couple of minutes here before the break. Love it. Alex, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, give me your top three. Say, let's assume everyone wants you. Give me your top three teams that could be interested.
1: Uh, in him or that I'm interested in? Um,
2: that you are interested in that need a quarterback. Put it that okay. way.
1: For sure, number one, I mean, Chargers. Why? Because the weather is great. <laughs> and, I mean, this is, these are real things you play in there. Oh, so. sure. Like, hey, listen, you want to go play in the cold? You want to go play in the warm? Oh, gee, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be the same amount of money. I guess I'll have to go freeze a little bit. I mean, I would go San Diego for sure. Tennessee is definitely going to be in it. I don't think, I don't think they can get something with Ryan going. And you know, three. I don't know, man. Are there really? Maybe Tampa, just because you have two really good receivers down, like phenomenal receivers down there, and that's like mm-hmm. it's going to help. I mean, but there's so many question marks with all those teams that you know. It's not like I feel like this year with free agency like when there comes to a team there's so many question marks around every team that it's like could that player really be a plug and play and get them to a championship type team you know what i'm saying right and, it's, and that's for me why, like, if you're looking at this situation, what are you looking for? Are you looking for continuity? Are you looking for the most well-rounded team? Are you looking for the most money? Because some guys are looking for all different things. Like Tom's about to hit free agency, and it's clear that he's like, listen, I don't need the money. My wife makes more than anybody in this league. We're good. <laughs> what I want is real weapons around me that become effective. Right. I mean, all of a sudden, you see these guys that start to perk up for different things. And I think that's really interesting because I feel like back in the day, that's what it wasn't about. And now guys are starting to be like, listen, I I can either be really, really happy and play a long time or I can make a lot of money and this thing could spiral out of control and then we don't know where we go. And so if I'm Teddy, the most well-rounded place right now to me might be like a San Diego where you have a really good defense that's young and a nucleus and a core. And then you have an offense with a great offensive minded coach that's coming around that needs a quarterback and they're moving into a new stadium that could te- potentially like, you know, you Could you sell tickets for Teddy Bridgewater? Absolutely. You went 5-0 and with the Saints, dude. Like, he's, he's a great player.
2: So if I'm him, I'm thinking that I want a team that is ready to be good right now but also has a good long-term out, outlook because if you're him – You want a deal that at least gives you a shot to be the quarterback for a couple years. He has more leverage now by a million miles than he had last year, where it was like, uh, the Dolphins want me? No, I'll just be a backup. We went from every team feeling like they were set at quarterback in one offseason to complete madness in this offseason. So if you get three teams who are like, Teddy, we're kind of interested, you're going to go with the team, Courtney, I think that wants you for the most years. Don't you?
0: The best contract. Which you just go straight, best contract, or I, I would, a team
2: that could say, "Hey, we want you to be our starter for multiple years, so,
0: I think the position that he's in and the money that he's already lost on the second deal and first the fifth the fifth year option that was not picked up here in Minnesota and what he could have made the wages lost because of the injury, I think you really do need to factor that in, and you know he did turn down that deal reportedly with my, to go to Miami now I don't know exactly what the figure was or how much they would have paid him. I think he saw the writing on the wall there. They were going to tank yeah, this year, and it was going to be a bad situation. But that's why I brought up Cincinnati earlier. And I know that I've gotten a lot of people, after I tweeted about that, saying, how dare you send Teddy <laughs> to the purgatory. <laughs> I don't blame essentially, him. <laughs> sending him to Cincinnati. But... They can afford to give him that twenty-five to thirty million dollar range that sure. he earned this year. I mean, going five and zero in the way that he did it with a very, very good team right. and a team that you know he kept alive in Drew Brees' absence with the thumb injury. That's that's his right. He deserves to go get that money. Like I would put a better contract. Let's say I don't necessarily need a five-year deal. What if he got a three-year deal? And it was mostly guaranteed. It was somewhere within that range that I spoke about. Um, and it was on a team that was good, but not great. Had the potential to be even better, but never in the upper echelon of elite. I think you'd take that. I think
2: yeah. that's okay. I think so, that it's probably worth taking the better situation over the dollars.
1: Would you agree with that, Alex? I would agree with that. because my. So here are the two teams that I'm thinking about. And I'm not saying that. Say for some reason Dak doesn't sign back with Dallas. Say you have Dallas and Cincinnati, and you're looking at these two teams, and you're like, well, no brainer. I think I'm going to want to go to Dallas. right?" Like Just because when you're looking at the way, number one, the fact that all these people are coming back and talking about Cincinnati the way that they are is almost remarkable to me. Because it's like, number one, you didn't have to tell us that. We could have seen that from years and years of watching them play football. But two, like how pissed off everybody is. Because when you turn around and you see the teams don't invest everything they have into winning, you're like, hey, did I just give up so much of everything for nothing? Because at the end of the day, I have nothing to show for it. Yeah, it's great being retired and all this. But you have no championships. You have no anything. Like people, mm-hmm. that's, Guys are starting to turn around and go, dude, I wasted 10 years with that team, and they didn't even care enough. Like That's what guys want. They want a team that cares. So when you talk about a team like Dallas that you know, if we need to trade a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, we will do it. Like We want to win. They are all invested in winning. You look at that, you say, if they offered me less – Barring the fact that there's state tax, whatever, like everyone will throw that in there. Barring that, yeah, you'd be like, I'll take less to go there than I would to go to Cincinnati. Absolutely. Plus, it's Cincinnati. That's it's probably you're gonna he, train next to a coal mine, like dude. You yeah, don't want to go yeah. there. It's uh, it
2: isn't. Mine. It's just the third world of the NFL at this moment, and uh, that's probably why Joe Burrow <laughs> might say he doesn't want to go there. Which I want to discuss with you. So trades that we talked about earlier, I want to get your reaction to our conclusions, Alex. And if you're yes. Joe Burrow, are you telling Cincinnati sorry? And then what happens? We'll discuss when we return. It's Purple Daily on Score North. Join Score North at the
3: 2020 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show this Friday, February 21st through Sunday, February 23rd. Your ticket includes gate admission, 14 greens fee passes, plus seven bonus greens fee passes with advanced purchase courtesy of TwinCitiesGolf.com and one free polo shirt tickets and more information over at ScoreNorth.com, keyword golf. Jonathan here with the Score North download brought to you by the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. We'll get you back to Purple Daily in just one moment. But first, you can win four tickets to Arnie's Cabin at this year's 3M Open through the Score North mobile app. Download the app, register your app, and enter to win. Tickets include t- tournament admission on Thursday, July 23rd, access to a climate-controlled hospitality tent near the 18th Green, and complimentary food and full bar. For tickets to this year's 3M Open, visit 3 Open. Mel Kuyper released his latest mock draft 2.0 for those keeping track at home and had a surprising pick at number 25 for the Vikings. Judd analyzes that pick and whether the Vikings would actually reach for that surprise pick. For his thoughts, you'll have to go over to scorenorth.com. The best price on everything golf is at the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show, February 21st through the 23rd at the Minneapolis Convention Center. All advance paid tickets come with 21 green fee passes. Go to minnesotagolfshow.com to buy the, yo, those tickets. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Purple Daily.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. Matthew Collar, Courtney Cronin, and Alex Boone here on Purple Daily. Coming up at 4, Mackie and Judd with Rami. And I don't know what is coming up on that show. What is coming up on that show, Jonathan? Any idea? Uh, we got a packed show. we got Derek Wetmore, 415 for
3: 10 days of Twins Talk. We've got Tom Pelissero's NFL Insights at 430. And then
2: Doogie comes back for the scoop at 5 o'clock. Oh, okay.
3: Nice. Wow,
0: packed show. A
2: lot yeah. going on. Um, all right, so let's talk about Joe Burrow for a second. Joe Burrow had a quote to someone somewhere where he said, if they pick me, they pick me. If they
0: but, select me, if they, if they select me. I'm going to do everything in my power to be the best football player I can be, and that's obviously in reference to the Cincinnati Bengals. That does not
2: pick. scream, I will definitely play for the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, Dan Orlovsky, as you pointed out on uh, VSPN, tweeted, this is a guy who took his future into his own hands. Alex, if you were Joe Burrow and you were getting together with your agent, your family, your mentor, your friends, and you were going to sit down to dinner and try to make a decision, will I go to Cincinnati or should I tell them I am not playing for them, I will play in the XFL instead, Um, what would you do if you were Joe Burrow?
1: I'm going to Cincinnati if they pick me. I mean, I'm not going to start trouble just because I think it's a different time now, especially. And especially if you're a true competitor, and I've heard guys say this, if you are a true competitor of the game, then you are out no matter what to make a team better. And if that's the worst team, then I guess we're going to see how good you really are. And if you run from a team like that, it's like, why are you running so much? Wouldn't you want to be out there to change a franchise? First of all, you're from Ohio. You should want to be in Ohio. That would sell more than anything. And on top of it, Everyone's like, well, you know, they're making speculation because obviously you're right. He hasn't come out straight and been like, listen, I would absolutely love to play for Cincinnati. But I think he's just trying to be a little politicky and saying, hey, listen, dude, if they pick me, they pick me. But if, they, if he does come out and say, hey, listen, I won't play for them, dude, I think that would be a really bad look, especially right now.
0: He did say this, I think a few weeks ago, that, quote, you want to go number one, but you also want to go to a great organization that is committed to winning, committed to winning Super Bowls. Um, it, it sounds even not more Cincinnati. like he doesn't want to go. Like, But this is the conundrum that I think you have as a Heisman Trophy winner, as somebody who's projected to be the top quarterback taken overall. Like, There's, of course, pride in that. There's money in that with being the number 1 overall pick and where you're slated. But it's also the double-edged sword of, do you want to go to a team that's awful? Because that's what's always going to happen if you're the number 1 pick. You're going to a team that has the worst record in, in football, and you know that. I mean, I don't know how you prevent against that because you'd end up essentially hurting your draft stock. I don't I mean they'll trade nobody you. yeah. If you're
2: not going to play for them, it's historically proven they'll what just they? trade you. Yeah. They what will. Will. I mean
1: well, that, they that's listen, 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 before you say that, you got to remember, you're setting a precedent. So, I mean, I know Eli did it, and that's great. But, but he, he also came from, from a powerful family. Right. He comes like, from different bloodlines. Like that dude could have done whatever he wanted and the league would have been like, "Yes, sir. We got it." But when you're talking about Joe Burrow, I get it, dude. You're a Heisman winner. It's great, man. Nobody really cares about that anymore. Now you're playing with the big boys. You can't Force a team to say, listen, I will not play for you because now that team has to turn around and look at themselves and go, do we cave to a kid like this and forever cave to everybody else? And then you set a whole new precedent. Like, How many owners are you think are going to call that team and go, dude, don't you dare. You sit on that kid's rights forever because then all of a sudden if you do it, we're going to have to do it. You open up floodgates when you do things like that. And that's why people don't realize that like, as much as they're like, well, the team will just trade you away. No, they won't. Are you serious, bro? We drafted you to play for us. You will play for us.
2: But you also have to, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you have to try to do whatever you can to get back to being relevant and to try and win those. So if Joe Burrow says he's not going to play for you and then you draft him and he legitimately doesn't, he just sits out. Then you're sitting there like, uh, okay, we traded Andy Dalton to the Bears for a fourth, and now I guess that Ryan Finley is our quarterback, and we look stupid with a guy not wanting to play for us. What are we supposed to do here? Because we need to kind of win at some point. And, and you can usually get a lot back if you're trading this. So let's say, right. that, let's say Tua said, yeah, sure, I'll play for you. So you trade down a spot, and you get another draft pick, and you take Tua instead. Um, I might be down for that. Uh, Joe Burrow is older than I am. I mean, he's that's the one thing that's a concern about him is he's something like 24 years old or or in that range. or Whatever it is, he's older than Josh Rosen. So maybe he's 23. And he's not like a 20-year-old. Like Tua, I think, is either 20 or might be turning 21. Okay, maybe I'd take the younger guy and try to develop him. I'd be okay with that. Sort of the same way the Chargers, when they traded Eli, they end up picking Phillip Rivers, and it works out for the next decade and a half for them. If you have another option that you feel like, okay, we could take Justin Herbert down the board, we trade back to five, and we take Justin Herbert, and then we get another pick. You know, I don't think it's a terrible situation to be in if you don't think that Joe Burrow is some type of Andrew Luck-level prospect. If you think he's only a little better than Tua or a little better than Justin Herbert, I'd be fine with it if I'm the Bengals.
1: Agreed. I think another way to do it, too, is go out and address it in free agency. Go out and buy as many weapons as you can. Go out and get Teddy right, Bridgewater. Right. Uh, well, That's well, just it, me throwing a it, wrench it, in it. it. No, but it, I agree with you, If Pharrell said he
2: wasn't going to come there, then you and, would try to yeah, do that.
1: Yeah. You would try and, get a, probably try and get a lot of guys to come there. Like, hey, listen, you could be the next guy here. You could help us do this. But, I mean, if, you're, if, if I'm Joe and I'm like, listen, I'm not coming there, and all of a sudden they go out and spend a fortune in free agency and they just go out and get all these sweet pieces, are you really going to sit back and go, all right. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will come back. Maybe I will play for you guys. Is, like, is, you but why
0: can't they do that anyway? I was gonna say they is, he, should. is he
2: trying to put pressure on them to do that by making some of well, these statements? I
1: think a lot of people are putting pressure on them by coming out and saying this team doesn't care. So now all of a sudden they're gonna have to go above and beyond to prove that they do care. I mean they got the coaching staff that they truly believe is gonna get them over the hump. Now you need to go out and get the players. You have some players, but you need a couple more. I mean, not a couple, a lot more. But you can do it because you have cap space, there's ways you work. Around other things, you're going to be letting go of some players. Dude, they're in a really good position, and I think that they have the push now from people that played for them and people that are like Joe Burrow should not go there. That they're like, man, we got to fix this problem quickly.
0: Why oh. wouldn't they go ahead and already do that though? I mean, do, yeah, you, do you think that's they're already cheap. kind of in there? I know, but they've got 50 million in cap space. How do like, they
2: get people there though? You mentioned the facilities and where they practice. They keep them.
1: They keep their own. They sign their own guys. I've talked to so many Bengals. Like, dude, how did you get there? They're like, well, I was drafted here. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You were. They're like, and they don't let us go. Like, they love us. If they draft us, they love us. Mm-hmm. They consider us family, and they keep us around forever. The problem is when you can't develop talent and you still love it, well, then you just take your team down a sorry road. And it's like, what is going on over there? Because you do have A.J. Green on the team. And at times you did have good players in good positions. You were like, how could this team not be better than they are? But then you look at sometimes it was the coaching staff, sometimes it was the offense just falling all over themselves. I mean, if you go out and legitimately got a 2-0 lineman, a receiver, and a tight end, you, Joe Burrow would might be like, yo, man, maybe we change our thought process about this. Maybe the Bengals yeah. are fair uh, to win. And you can do that because you have all that cap space. I also it, think
0: it is kind of wild, just to make that point, because I'm looking through their, their roster right mm-hmm. now. Um, Giovanni Bernard... Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, C.J. Uzoma. Um, those are those are five guys. That are they probably their top five weapons? Um, not to mention AJ Green too. That were all drafted by Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, and right. I think they would have a really tough time unless they overpaid by a lot, making you know a lot of progress in free agency. If I'm Joe Burrow. See, from my perspective, I always support players doing whatever they can for them because the owners are going to do whatever they can for them. And usually the players end up on the short end of that stick. So I would be totally fine with him if he wanted to push to go somewhere else. And I also don't think Cincinnati's organization is destroyed by it because they'll get a bunch of draft capital. If I'm him, though, how cool would it be if you're the quarterback that turns around Cincinnati?
1: Oh yeah, They haven't
2: mm-hmm. been even slightly really truly relevant since what they played a close playoff game that they fumbled away against the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2015, but even going back farther than that, a legitimate contender since they had your buddy Carson Palmer Mm. and, uh, a guy from Pittsburgh falls on his leg and ruins his career for a little while. That's the last time Cincinnati was thought of as a great team, but Palmer was good enough. So if you're the number 1 overall pick, well, Carson Palmer did that here. Why can't you do that here? And if you do it in Cincinnati, people are going to look at you like, oh my gosh, this guy did it in the the worst place that Mm -hmm. you could possibly do it, and you'll be a legend there forever. I, I think there's something to that, and also... I mean, when Drew Brees goes to the Saints, are they in a great situation? Like, uh, Not really. When uh, Drew Bledsoe goes to the New England Patriots, were they a good organization? I think they were about to move. And Drew Bledsoe turned them around to set them up for where Tom Brady took them. So a lot of times, a number 1 overall quarterback can really change the fate of your franchise from being kind of a dumpster fire to something really special.
1: And I guess I'm just wondering, like, what's the difference between Miami and Cincinnati other than the weather? Like... If you're talking about like, well, I will play for Miami. Well, what 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 about Miami is more attractive? Right. I, I guess I'm not understanding. They have what not handled things about. brilliantly there. Yeah. <laughs> like you listen, dude. Any team you go to really sucks right now, and they need somebody like one guy to just pull them out of the muck. This is the you, point of how we why we do it this way, right? <laughs> like, like, dude, the you teams, want the best this? Players you in the draft. and you're from Ohio. You should be like, yo, Cincinnati. I'm right here. I'll take the jersey right now. Like, you should right. be eating it up. Right. Just sure that when you do go out there and ball, you're just like, dude. I told you, we got this. Like this, And that's the one thing I think you see in so many guys is sometimes these dudes are just kind of running from it. Like competition, you're like, dude, listen, you're either here to make this league great or you're not. But you're going to get exposed eventually, and everyone's going to see you for what you are. So stop running and just go out and play well. I mean, yeah, I get it. The facilities suck, and the team at times isn't built a nice roster. But I think, like we said before... There's a lot of pressure on them right now, because not only that, how embarrassing would it be if somebody was like, I don't want to play for your team? You'd be like, wait, what? (laughs) Wait, we're we're the NFL. Makes a very awkward conversation at the Combine. We we are the highest. Like, we get no higher than us. They'd be like, nah, dude, we're good. That that would be a tough pill to swallow. I do
2: agree that outside of the Manning and John Elway situations, which were quite unique, the Baltimore Colts were about to move, (laughs) so... That was a problem. And uh, you know, when you talk about the Mannings, it is different because they are the Mannings. Um, even though if he stayed in San Diego, he would have been good because they had been rebuilding and tanking and, and that sort of thing before they were set up to draft number one. So that's another point, too, is Philip Rivers didn't have any problem making his team relevant after he went there. And even Drew Brees was good in San Diego. So it, it was maybe not the best thing for Eli to do, but it worked out for everybody. And maybe it would for Joe Burrow too. I would question a little. Like, what is your deal, bro? If you won't go to the team who drafted you, you would say, "What? What's What's your story, man? There were people for a very long time that held on to it with Eli that didn't yeah. like Eli because, because he of that did sense that. of
0: entitlement. Yeah. I think that that and people are within their right to do it. I do think it's kind of refreshing that quarterbacks, college quarterbacks, draft prospects don't just come out and. You know, foam at the mouth over something that they have no clue about, a team that they've never been a part of, an organization that they really don't know anything about. Prior to meeting with teams during the combine, top thirty visits, other, uh, you know, meetings that prospects have with teams. I think it is refreshing that he's not just completely going in blind and being like, "Yep, I'm ready." Like I'm a Cincinnati Bengal already. Like it is kind of nice that somebody at least has done their homework on the situation that he potentially could be walking into, but. Once you get labeled, I mean, like Alex said, with Eli Manning, he came from football royalty. Joe Burrow comes from southern Ohio. And somebody who did pave their own way, in a way, to get out of Ohio State, used used the transfer portal to find a better situation. You can't do that in the NFL unless you want to pitch a fit about it. So I feel like that reputation could follow you forever. And let's say you're not that good in the NFL. Does that carry more weight? Does that hurt you even further? It probably does. Because you you will always be the guy who pitched a fit yeah. to get yep. out of a situation yep. before you even gave it a shot.
2: Right. Even though it. I like having control as a player as much as you possibly can, it's going to be kind of a stain on you unless you're really, really good.
1: Yeah, it's a stain because think about this, what I'm about to say right now. I don't want to be the first pick in the NFL draft. Do you know how many people would be like, Wait, what? <laughs> Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to. What? Yep. Uh, yeah. My. 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 So sorry, dude. Your life must be so rough. People won't understand that. And then while some people are like, "Yeah, I totally get that," like. Everybody else in the world won't, and you're right. If he doesn't go out and play spectacular, it's just going to drain even more on him. And then not only that, but then you have to deal with like the locker room fallout of like if you go to a new team, everybody on that team is going to be getting asked questions, and everybody in the Bengals is going to get asked questions. Like mm-hmm. it's just going to be a media fallout for everybody.
2: Okay, so let me switch gears because we all agree that uh, this is something to watch mm-hmm. with okay. Joe Burrow and whether he decides. It'll be not interesting to get next week in Cincinnati, Indianapolis when people sure. are asking about it. Yep. Um, Let me ask you, Alex, about a Jason Lockham for a report that there will be many teams approaching the Minnesota Vikings at the Combine about trades, including for Everson Griffin, Linval Joseph, Kyle Rudolph, and Stephon Diggs. Uh, Let's start with Everson Griffin. We know he's a great player, but his contract is pretty tough for the Vikings to handle when they are $11 million over the salary cap currently, and if he does not decide to avoid his contract because he's allowed to if he wants to uh, if he decides not to void his contract I think the Vikings are in a situation where they almost have to trade him because he would have no reason to restructure with them and they would basically be saying trade me or cut me
1: yep pretty much and I think he'll get good trade value I mean I, I mean I know he's older we had talked the other day he's in his 30s but he's still Everson Griffin on the field like you see him show up on third downs just like all these other premier pass rushers. I mean, he still has a lot of attributes. I just think that sometimes people look at that number, and I'm not as skewed by numbers as everybody else is. Like When someone's like, oh, he's 33, I'm like, all right, what the, what the hell does that matter? He's 33 years old. Like, still wants to play football. The dude must be crazy. So I think that when you get somebody like that, they'll give you a little bit more in trade than you think they will, which is good.
0: Do you think a third-round pick, or are you going lower?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I could see a third-round pick, absolutely. I think there's a lot of teams that need a lot of pass rushers. There's a lot of teams that when you're looking at this league, they get beat on third down, and they look at themselves like, well, I don't know what's going on. Well, you have no pass rush. Like, There's players on – look at some of these teams that are stacked with defensive linemen, and then you look at these other teams and you're like, I haven't heard a half of these guys. What are they doing? Like, Ed will command, I think, more of a market than people think he will, just because he is Everson Griffin, and he still showed up last year in a big way.
2: So, what do you do if you're the Vikings, if you trade Everson Griffin for a third-round pick? What do you do with that spot?
1: With the third-round pick?
2: No, not third-round pick. With the, oh. uh, with the defensive oh. end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Stephen Weatherly. I mean, there's a there's a... Uh, I mean, st- you would have to put Steph- Yeah, Weatherly would have to go out there. Weatherly
0: and Odenabo, rotation. A rotation. to the
1: them. I think you would start, though, Weatherly. And Odenabo would be huge. I mean, those two in a rotation would be huge. Absolutely. It's just... When you're looking at it, those two guys are basically Evan one player. You know what I'm saying, and that's why Ev will still command more than people think he is. Because there are going to be people that are like, "Hey, he's too old, 33. What mm-hmm. can happen?" But I'm telling you, there's a lot of GMs that they don't see it like that, and it's he's still a productive player. I,
2: I I wonder how much the Vikings are willing to bet on their development with a lot of these guys. Linval Joseph is a very hard one to justify. As great as he is at football, 12 million dollars on the salary cap next year. For a nose
1: tackle is that's just, gonna be tough. just that's, too much. Dude, right. that's a nose tackle. That, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's absurd money. I mean, and I'm not saying anything like he was bad or anything, but when you're talking about $12 million, you're like, that's a receiver, right? Like, that's a guy <laughs> right. that gets me touchdowns, yeah. not a guy that stuffs the run. Like, I right. get it. He was supposed to get paid. He did. But now all of a sudden you turn back, and like you said, dude, you're 11 over the cap. You've got to look somewhere. A nose tackle. I mean, I think that's going to be hard to trade for. Like hey, yeah, listen. you're probably cutting. I agree. In, yeah, right I you're I gonna agree. have to either be like, listen, Big Dog, we need to come way back down, or we're gonna have to let you go because we need to fill in these other spots, and this is just hurting us too much.
2: Yeah, and I wonder if Joseph would be willing to come back. It would just have to be a lot, though. I mean, there there are a handful of nose tackles out there who could stuff the run and be rotational players on first and second down that could fill that spot, especially if you were going to take him off the field for third down, which right. they did a lot last year. Mm-hmm to use packages that included Weatherly and Adenabo along with Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter. So if that's your plan, you absolutely cannot pay that much. But I I think they're just in a spot, Alex, where you have to really make a lot of harsh moves here because you got to find some cap space to spend somewhere. You don't have a left guard position right now. You still are not really sure what you're going to do with left tackle. And I look at it as you have to put as much around Kirk as you can, so you have to cut from other places, and you have to just put this development with Armand Watts and Jaleel Johnson and Stephen Weatherly and Afadi Adenbo. You're just going to have to put it to the test, as you did at one point with other guys like Everson Griffin in
1: 2014. 100%. And, I mean, it'll be a big shakeup, I think, and it'll look different, but Zim will be fine with it. I mean, he's a defensive mastermind. This is what he does best, and... You know, when you look at the development of those guys through the year, those guys showed up. You know, when they did come in and rotate, though, some of them showed up in big ways—big sacks, at big key moments of games. Like that's what they're looking for. And now to do it full time, though, that's different because now you're out there for seventy plays. You're not just out there for fifteen where you're super jacked and excited. Now you've been getting beat up for thirty plays, and we're going into a third down where I'm laughing and you're not, and it's kind of like, yeah, (laughs) now it sucks. You don't have your win, do you? But I got mine. Yeah, let's play.
0: But there, there's also something to be said about other ways. Like I I agree, I think. I think I mean if you could afford somehow to keep Everson Griffin, I think you do. It's a very high number thirteen point five in cash that he would be getting. But the Linville Joseph thing, I'm in full agreement on. You could create all of that cap space by cutting Xavier Rhodes, by letting Trey Wayne's walk, by letting Mackenzie Alexander walk, and potentially it came out today. Mel Kuyper did. I think it was two point oh. It's mock draft, which it is still very early. But Antoine Winfield Jr. Well, um, from Minnesota was oh, projected to the Vikings at 25 mm-hmm. so that would mean that you're not paying or you, Anthony Harris is not on your team right. because that's, yeah, you don't want two safeties with that high of a cap hit which I understand but that's another way it's just a scenario that would potentially free up more money but then They're, you need a corner
1: Think about that realistically, though. You're really going to let go X, Trey, Anthony Harris, hmm. Everson, Linvall. You might as well just call it, hey, listen, we're throwing it in. We're, well, no, we're just I mean, going like, to regroup this year. You're in a win-now mode.
0: Yes, you but are, I, I was, I was saying that. that I think that you could kind of like one or the other, like keep your defensive linemen, retool the, the back seven, like something like that. But, I mean, that's even still. I mean, to think that all three of those corners are not on the roster next year, I can't. I can't get there. I think at least one of them will be, and I do honestly feel like Trey Wayne's yeah, out of true. those three makes the most sense. But it's a possibility. because you'd be you'd be alleviating heavy pressure off the cap by getting by by not even toying with the idea of trying to figure out ways to keep those guys.
1: Mm-hmm. You would also be pressuring heavily not the opposing quarterback, and when <laughs> you talk about that. You have to also say, like he said, you have to fill in some offensive players too. And let's be honest, we've talked about all the guys that are about to hit free agency. Were you really going to go overspend for any of those guys? Like, that's a serious question you have to ask yourself. And so then all of a sudden you're saying, well, we're not letting Riley go. We're going to keep Riley, but we still need to get another offensive lineman in here. We have no money. We're already cutting huge pieces of our defense. And then all of a sudden people are coming at you about Stefan Diggs. You're like, what are we doing with Diggs? Right. I mean, this is. This is it's it's crazy that it's such a win now mode and you're, we're talking about letting go of so many key players. You're like, wait, what?
2: Where are we doing? Well, you know what this I mean feels like is when you go out to brunch with somebody and you're like, oh, more waffles? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what like those? Let's get the special rolls that cost a lot of money. And oh, you guys jacked up the price because it's Sunday and everyone comes to brunch. Oh, that's fine, love no it. big deal love because it. it's my family and I love them. And then the bill comes, and you go, oh, uh, I have to pay this. Um, what do I do now? That's how it feels like with the Vikings defense is that after 2017 it was like, "Oh, yes, give me another extension for Linval Joseph. Give me more <laughs> Everson Griffin. Give a uh, Sheldon Richardson. Yum, I'll take one of those." And uh, you know, obviously they let Richardson go, but that's how it works is you end up having to let key players go. Uh Alex, we're going to go over on Thursday your combine results. Love it. Yes. Let's look at So those. excited. You I have to show you a chart. I will text it to you before Thursday. It's yeah, a, wait. really impressive of Alex's uh, Combine results. Courtney, thank you for your time. You and I will be thank together you. at the uh, NFL Combine next.
0: Sure will be. Exciting. And I'll run my forty. Yeah. It's in the hallway of the convention center. <laughs> I don't think you break it.
2: I don't think you break at six. Uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami coming up next here on Purple Daily.
0: Whether it's baker's simple truth turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English cheddar.